Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Barbie-tastic episode of uh, GT Radio, where we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. The Barbies you care about. (laughs) The Barbies you care about. I am one of the Barbies here tonight, Mark Wheaties, and uh, joined with me is uh, Josue Barbie. Yep, that's me. Lara Barbie. Hey. And Link Barbie. Hey. How are we doing, Barbies? Hi, Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody doing? Really? Huh? Nobody's going to say it back? Hi, Barbie. Nobody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Betrayed immediately. <laughs> I think the, pa- the patriarchy is in here, you guys. I'm worried. It might. Who's a Ken in here? Listen, I'm actually an Alan. I am. You're an Alan. I am Knuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're all Knuff. Mm-hmm. What a movie! What a movie! What a movie! That's cinema. <laughs> I yeah, I was not expecting to. Well, I, I was kind of expecting to like go into it with like walking away with like things to think about right because of like everything i saw on social media because i was kind of late to seeing the movie but i was still thoroughly surprised as to how much this movie actually made me like huh this is a this is something i didn't like i didn't think about it in in the way that it was being presented in the movie like patriarchy please elaborate um so obviously, like I, I understood like a lot of the themes. I, I saw a lot of things on TikTok, on Facebook, and just social media in general of like how Barbie was a, really a movie that got you to like think about things and sort of view things in, in a different way. And so I was like, okay, like I, I get it. This movie's more catered towards adults, kind of, with the messages that it's presenting, things like that. And as I was sitting there watching it, and listening to kind of what was going on, I was like, huh, that's really interesting. I didn't really think about it this way in that it almost seemed like every, well, I shouldn't say almost. It was in a sense like everything was reversed in Barbie land where Barbies ran everything and the Kens were just like essentially the eye candy, but were also like dismissed like they weren't really they didn't no one really paid much attention to them and then there's Alan Ken's best friend that was even more so ignored and then they go into the real world and then's where Ken sort of sort of starts learning about patriarchy and then he's talking to other dudes and they're like no the patriarchy is still very much alive we're just really good at hiding it now like, we just have all these fancy words to kind of sprinkle things over. And I'm like, huh. That like that makes a lot of sense. Like, it's stuff, like, I already knew. But to have it just kind of be outright and just kind of, like, spoken in that way, I was like, yeah. Like, wow. That's, that is that is nothing but hard facts that they are spitting right now. <clears throat> and how Ken's like, yo patriarchy is awesome like it really benefits us we should we should we should do more of that we should bring that home mm-hmm. we should just embrace it <clears throat> it's all about horses <laughs> okay listen ken is just a horse girl ken really just wanted to be a horse girl and the patriarchy mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. ruined that um there are so many wonderful things about this movie but we're on the topic of the patriarchy piece and what i think is w- what the movie does really well is also it shows how toxic masculinity and patriarchy also doesn't work for men either. Um, yep. And how it yep. puts them mm-hmm. in boxes. Um, <laughs> and literally puts Barbie in a box. Like, <laughs> um, But I, I thought they did that beautifully. Uh, most of the people that I know uh, present company excluded are that have seen the, the movie are like, queer people trans people women and so it's nice to hear somebody thinking about things differently um it's good yeah i was honestly thoroughly surprised too like the patriarchy isn't about horses 
<laughs> like, I, I thought interest. it was. I, 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 you know what? <laughs> Screw the patriarchy. It's not about horses. I'm, I'm not into it. Let's, let's just get rid of it altogether. Funniest thing was to me that they called that that Ken called his place exactly what you call your house, Mojo Dojo Casa House. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was such a coincidence. Listen, I told you that in confidence, okay? <laughs> and now I got to change the name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Listen, Ken is such a horse girl that he put on his Mojo Dojo Casa house, he has a saloon. Mm-hmm. The saloon mm-hmm. doors. And it's like Ken's saloon or something like that on the front. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm interested in hearing from you, Lara. You said that some of your clients brought up the movie. I'm very curious in what context. So, and it's not just clients that have brought this up to me, but um, friends too. And these are mostly trans friends um, talking about it brought up feelings of a lost childhood, especially um, trans women. Um, and this feel these feelings of like, I wish I could have played with Barbies like this. Um, and also feelings of like, damn, the patriarchy sucks, but I've known that for a really long time. And I've been on multiple sides of this and it sucks for everybody. Um, But it's led to some good conversations about, well, you you can still have these things if you want. I mean, if you feel like you're past the Barbie stage, that's fine. You can still play with your video games and your other things. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been good to talk about toxic masculinity, patriarchy, um, things that I have talked about with clients before. Um, but through this lens, I think it made, it brought things up to the forefront that just didn't naturally come to them, uh, as often. Um, so yeah. Plus, we talked a lot about how Ken is a horse girl um, and that we are Knuff. Do you really think he's a horse girl? I'm just, I just wasn't sure if you yes. were. Yes. I really, really believe yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that he wanted to be a horse girl. Um, yeah. Um, the toy thing is really interesting to me because I hadn't thought about that. I'm, I play more with toys now than I ever have before. Also, I had a Ken doll, by the way. There's a story. I don't know if I, I don't know if I've told you a story. My my sister, it was her birthday, and someone came over. She didn't know us very well, I believe. This is my how I remember it. And so she had a pilot Ken and stewardess Barbie mm. for for my sister. <clears throat> when she realized that she had that my sister had a brother, she kind of split the present in two, and then gave me the Ken, <laughs> gave my sister the Barbie. Mm-hmm. But when I was a kid, we like my action figures and my sister's Barbies. It was kind of like in Toy Story, right? Where they, where like the the toys are all mixed. They play together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like Bruce Wayne used to ride in that pink Ferrari because it was cooler than whatever. Like there was no Ferrari that you could buy for for Bruce Wayne, and he needed one. Mm-hmm. You know, he did. Plus, if you're uh, in the pink Corvette, then like the black suit really pops. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Again, I'm pretty sure she had a Ferrari. Also, like she's had a lot of. She's cars. had a lot, had know, a lot of I cars. Know. A lot of cars. I have a tr- dream house. Literal dream house. I have a trunk in the other room full of my old Barbie stuff, and like I think there's one of the co- I think the convertibles in there, and like an ice cream truck thing, which I love, uh, and a bunch of weird Barbies are in there too. Um, Along with my, my Power Ranger toys and my Ninja Turtles and and all of that. <laughs> I know I brought this up before, but I don't have anything from any of the toys from my childhood. I don't have barely anything from like the first twenty years of my life, and uh, kind of sucks. And I'm overcompensating now, hard, which is a problem. Um, yeah, the the level of like meta commentary in this movie was impressive. Mm-hmm layers on layers on layers um like the fact that 
the Barbies believe that they represent something that is so obviously good that they fixed the real world. Right. And I thought that that was Go ahead, one of the, one of the things that came up for me when I was um, watching the movie was the commentary about how, yeah, they fixed the world. Barbie is a good thing. And it's also really messed up. It gives us this picture of what women are supposed to look like. Um, and the standard that, that no one feels like they can live up to. There's a lot of commentary on that. And after the movie came out, there was an article talking about the Gina Davis Project or Gina Davis Foundation yeah. and research yeah. on if, she if can you see can it, see if she, she can, can see it, she can be it. And like how yeah. there was, oh, what was it? A, a, there was a game design Barbie in a book. Um, and it said that she had to have her friends Brian and Alan or Brian and Steve or whatever help her with the coding, she just did the design. And someone, a game designer, she pushed back and was like, listen, Mattel, this this doesn't work. <laughs> and so they actually made a, a, a game design Barbie who sat down at a computer and coded her own stuff as a as an action figure. So these are things that like are both true at the same time. Yeah. It's like the Will Ferrell, like the Will Ferrell character, right? He's like, no, no, we're empowering women. But, you know, they can't do this or they can't do that. But obviously, like, you know, we're all about female empowerment here. We, I mean, there, there's some funnier parts, mm -hmm. right? I mean, more ridiculous parts where he's like, oh, no, we've had one or two female CEOs. And, like, we all have women in our lives, uh, <laughs> you know. But but as far as the toys are concerned, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he he seems to believe it's that he's doing good. That they're doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also that, like, realistically, there's some things that, like, she can't code, obviously, but she can work in video games. Mm -hmm. She can't code. Like, that's weird. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. But it's it's true, right? It, it was and it was awesome to have like the America Ferrera character and her perspective of the dolls, and then her daughter representing that other view of like, fuck Barbies. Literally <laughs> called her a fascist. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh -huh. Oh, I didn't feel bad about it. <clears throat> All right, so so did, what is? Did like, you guys catch that the 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 four girls that were mean to Barbie? Their names are the names of the original line of Bratz dolls. I did not get <gasps> no. that. That is amazing. Isn't that a no. fun little Easter egg? That is amazing. a fun little Easter egg. <laughs> uh -huh. I saw the TikTok on that. <laughs> oh, that's good. So, so what is what is your relationship with Barbies, um, Lara? Let's start. Like you were talking about, you have some in a box. I have a whole bunch. I grew up. I had a bunch of Barbies. I I used to play with them a lot. My friend, my best friend Brian, and I would play in the backyard with my Barbies and my Ninja Turtles, and um, and his GI Joes. I didn't have too many GI Joes, but it was really funny having this really tall Barbie and a Ninja Turtle that came up to like her hip. <laughs> And the G.I. Joes that yep. came up to her knee. Um, and we were yep. we would just like yep, sit yep, in the backyard yep. and dig like pits for like moats around <laughs> things and put like and put like uh like sticks and things in the yard to make forts, and then we would put the Barbie dream house next to it, and then the car and the turtle and the like the turtle van and everything was together. Um I don't know like specifically what barbies i had right i probably had okay but the, the i, I want to know barbie. which one was your favorite and i want to know you, i want to know your weird barbie um so which one was my favorite like i said i don't know exactly how many like which barbies i had i had probably like a stereotypical barbie and a, so and just a few of those. blonde blonde barbie, barbie. i okay. had a ken which some of my friends were like, I don't see that as Ken in Ryan Gosling in the in the movie because my Ken was brunette, and I'm like, mine was very blonde, um, and had a collared shirt. That was that was a choice when they first started doing screen tests. Yeah, uh, Ryan Gosling had more of a like golden beachy wave yeah. look going for him and it's just it he looked too much he just looked like ryan gosling and they were like we really <laughs> got to change something so he yeah. reads as it can yeah and turns out 
super platinum blonde was the move. Yeah, yeah. As a beach Ken. As a beach Ken, whose only job is beach. beach. His job is beach. His job is beach. Um, I know I had a Barbie that had the the rollerblades that were in the movie, and I loved that Barbie. Um, My weird... Did it, like, spark, right? Like, like when you moved it forward, did it do, like... No? I'm thinking of another doll. They might have had some like that. Maybe. But I really want those. They make those roller. They're selling them now. I want those rollerblades now for myself. Um, I And one of my favorite things to play with with the Barbies was the ice cream truck. Um, because it also came with like a little bowl that you could put your ice, your real ice cream in. It was really cool. <laughs> um, and then also the chairs. There were like little chairs you could set up that were like. Uh, they look. They looked almost like martini glasses, but they were supposed to be Sunday like dishes. Um, but my weird Barbie. Uh, I think the weird bar weirdest Barbie I have was one that my friend my friend in high school started messing with after I did when I was a kid. So I had I cut her hair off, not realizing that it wouldn't grow back because hair mm-hmm, grows back. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and. She's got like a tramp stamp on the back in Sharpie um, and some some like tears drawn in black Sharpie down the side of her face. Uh, and she was going through some stuff. She was going through some stuff. She really was. Yeah. Um, and I think currently, because we just went through a bunch of boxes recently, I think she's currently wearing Princess Jasmine's outfit from one of the Disney. <laughs> so we also, I also yes. had like the Disney Barbies, like the the Princess Jasmine and the Princess and Ariel yeah. and um, Belle. Um, but I wasn't allowed to play with yeah. those because those were my mom's, <laughs> and those were on a display mm, shelf. The collectibles, yeah. yes. Um, so yeah, those are those were. Those were my favorites. I have yet to open the trunk in the other room because it's locked and um, I don't have the key. So <laughs> we're going to figure that out. Uh, but it will be like a little time capsule of, of Barbie. So I'm disappointed you didn't bring Barbies, but I guess if you don't have the key. I don't have the key. It's okay. I don't have the key. All right, so Link, what 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 about? Do you have a re- a relationship with Barbies? I do. Uh, as a person who was raised as a girl, I received many Barbies as gifts. Um, I only recall like actually picking out like one or two myself. Um, most of them were gifts or whatever, but um, I was more of a beanie baby kid than a Barbie kid. Uh, but I do, I, I That did. movie also came out just now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't think I could handle that. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I had Barbies, and I had Barbie clothes and some accessories. I had the veterinarian Barbie, because when I was very young, that's what I would tell everybody I wanted to be when I grew up. Uh, my grandmother, before I went to live with her, um, owned a hair salon, and did hair for her profession and when she was in the height of that career she would do um, hair for like runway shows Um, so she'd be like flying out to Germany to do runway shows and stuff like that and so one of the times that she did that she brought me back a special German Barbie um, which was the prized Barbie for quite a while right up until I put her hair in a ponytail, a high ponytail, and chopped it off. Um, that's kind of what I did. And then I had <laughs> I had that immediate realization of like, that's not how you cut hair. <laughs> I know better. I've seen my grandmother cut hair. You don't put it all into a ponytail on the top of their head and then chop it off. Uh, it makes a very ugly haircut, and it does not grow back. And so I hid a uh, fancy German Barbie way back underneath my bed. Um, because I didn't want to get in trouble for ruining my expensive, fancy German Barbie, which honestly probably was not that fancy or expensive. Um, it was probably just literally a Barbie from Germany. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I hid it for a while, and then when I finally got found out, and I was like, "Oh, this is it! I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get in big trouble." Um, my grandmother thought it was 
just adorable that I was trying to cut her hair. Like, oh, you were trying to be a hairstylist. Oh, that's so sweet. And I'm like, whoo, got away with it. Uh, <laughs> my crimes. Um, but yeah, I had, and I can't remember exactly how she was related to me. I think she was my grand aunt. So my my maternal mom's sister, I think that's how we were related. Anyways, a relative um, when I would go to North Carolina in the summers as a child, um, she made these gorgeous uh, Barbie houses, rooms, furniture out of, um, there's probably a name for it. I don't know what it's called, but that you use like plastic grids and then you do cross stitch over it mm-hmm. with uh, yarn and then you can tie the pieces together. And so she made like she made me a house and a bed and a couch um, out of the, you know, the, the plastic and yarn. Um, and I thought that that was so cool. But um, at some point they got hand me down to somebody else without uh, my knowledge. And so they are hopefully still together in some loving home being played with but uh most likely they got thrown away at some point um but yeah weird barbies now (laughs) weird barbies (laughs) yeah i don't i don't have any of my barbies anymore um i didn't keep any of those i kept i kept my american doll and i kept uh my favorites of the many many beanie babies i had um but yeah barbie barbie wasn't as big of a thing for me and I think part of that was the way that I liked to play with Barbies is just dressing them up and not so much of the imagination play and uh I was not (laughs) I did not come from a wealthy enough family to uh support the amount of clothes that I would have wanted for my Barbie (laughs) um but yeah I I still deeply resonated with the Barbie movie and I think it's less to do with Barbie itself and more to do with Barbie's story um, and her discovery of the way that patriarchy works and is harming her and I think that many non-binary people like me felt a very similar way towards that realization and then the sort of off characters of Alan and weird Barbie as being representative of the queer experience. Um, and so I, I really resonated with that stuff. I love weird Barbie so much, so, so, so much. Um, I, I do. I do. Kate McKinnon, did an interview where she said when when she was talking with Greta Gerwig about being Weird Barbie, she said, hey, you know, if we're going to do this right, Weird Barbie has to be naked, which in my experience <laughs> is true. Weird Barbies, mm-hmm. you're not going to put the clothes on the Weird Barbie. So uh, I'm a little disappointed uh, <laughs> that Weird Barbie wasn't naked, but they I guess I get it. to keep that PG-13 rating. <laughs> I, I can't believe her arms are where her arms are supposed to be and her legs where her le- legs were supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's yeah. my, okay, that my other <laughs> weird Barbie that I didn't mutilate, but I did um, watch excitedly. Uh, no, my, my slightly older boy cousin came over to hang out and we were playing and I showed him that I had just gotten um, one of the, oh God, I don't remember if it was McDonald's or Burger King, but they were doing a, a Barbie line of gymnast Barbie, and like her her body was bendy. Probably, probably like the, McDonald's. They usually do prob- a Barbie probably thing. Probably McDonald's, but the, it's it, it was a, you know not full Barbie size. It was like little Barbie size, and um, the the body was like soft plastic, mm-hmm. basically. Um, he removed all her limbs, uh, <laughs> and. And burned off her hair, and I kept her <laughs> in those pieces <laughs> for a while. <laughs> um, uh, Were you upset when he did all no, that? No, I or? was. Oh. I was wrapped. I was like, I, it never even occurred to me that we could do this. And I'm sort of looking at my other Barbies, like, hmm. But then I was like, oh wait, I don't want to get in trouble because I got scot free for the German Barbie. Uh, I don't want to. This one I can blame on Charlie. It's not my fault. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did. I did keep that 
tragic gymnast Barbie as <laughs> you put her in a little box and cover her with a little napkin and uh now she's sick Barbie and and Dr. Barbie is coming to treat her. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Mattel put out a weird Barbie that they're selling after oh. the movie, um, and it, it's Oy. not weird. It's not weird enough. Her hair looks n- so normal, uh, and someone I know said that she looks like an eccentric art teacher, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, art teacher Barbie. But that that we also <laughs> we also we also like googled weird Barbie like. For images after, because I, we were looking up what the, the weird Barbie they were selling looks like. And the next image was a Barbie shoved into a Coors can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one that's flying around? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, TikTok has been showing me real choice weird Barbie videos. Um, My favorite, well, okay, my two favorites. One is Barbie's head and then uh, a weird three-pronged stick to her two legs so it's just head and legs um <laughs> i feel like toy story did weird barbie better yes than- <laughs> yes yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Um, but the other yeah. really good one and I, I may have sent it to you guys but uh a woman when she was a child her house burned down and so uh her uncle went back in and looked around in the wreckage and pulled out a barbie that had been like underneath something plastic and the plastic melted down over the barbie and he like cut whatever it it was like a desk that it was on top of and he like cut the the piece of desk out so she's got this like barbie (laughs) what's it i'm trying to make the star wars Solo. Solo. yeah Yeah. the the carbonite carbonite thank you i'm like adamantium (laughs) is not the right one carbonite (laughs) so it's like barbie carbonite it's very funny i was like that's the perfect weird barbie actually um But yeah, I I am loving seeing people share their their Barbie stuff and talk about you know what the movie made them feel and how they felt you know connected and seen and loved and I think that's so beautiful. I think there was a lot of crying during America Ferrera's character's uh, like rant monologue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, I got teary eyed during that. Yeah. Yeah, my sister hasn't seen the movie, but she told me she's she's seen the monologue. It is the truth. <laughs> Every word. Yeah. 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 Um one thing I love that I that came out of the whole thing was um red carpet questions someone asked America Ferrera, what would what would you bring back from Barbie Land if you could? And she said the all woman Supreme Court. yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah at least those i really really love this movie i do like there there are some valid criticisms we sort of touched on (laughs) they focused on like patriarchy and barbie's story of discovering the patriarchy and what that feels like and i think they succeeded very well on that but they did absolutely like sweep away the commercialism and consumerism aspects uh it's like you get a one-off joke and like we're not going to dive too deep in that which i don't love but i understand um however my my one like legitimate annoyance criticism is i really did not like either of the um the mount rushmore joke and Mm. the smallpox blanket i don't know if it was supposed to be a joke joke has got quote air quotation marks on it but um i thought that was really in poor taste i wish that they had just cut that completely what's the smallpox thing i don't know when when the barbies come back and and discover the kens have taken over and the (laughs) uh they say that the other barbies didn't have any protection from the patriarchy and then they analogize that to like the natives when the british came with the smallpox blankets and it's like that's really not the same vibe no at all (laughs) and it feels real weird and gross in 
like surrounded by all of these other really you know interesting ways of engaging with intense topics and it's just that throwaway line and then the the mount rushmore is like that's also uh not cool for indigenous people but i did love the music the soundtrack was on fire soundtrack okay wait, wait, okay 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 on, on the thing of the music yes this the the matchbox 20 song <laughs> mm-hmm. okay afterwards i was like i remember this song like what the hell does it even mean like i, I was looking at i was looking up the lyrics on genius and 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 because the the lyrics go i want to push you around mm-hmm. right i always I remembered will. it as i want to push you away <laughs> but mm-hmm. obviously the song is i want to push you around and that felt aggressive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you getting a hint of sexual violence here a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah yep truly the perfect song though for that scene mm-hmm. of really mm-hmm. nailing that like this is so uncomfortable and the playing guitar yeah. at a woman I don't know if uh, any of you guys have experienced that, but that is not a rare experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I the Billie Eilish song. Yeah, that, that one. Is. That one is still floating around in my noggin. And then I've watched the video that they made to go with it a couple of times. I think that one's really cool. Um, for people who haven't seen it, uh, Billie Eilish has a bunch of like Barbie-sized clothes, but it's clothes from like Billie Eilish's music career and so from like music videos and stuff. I just think it's a, a really cool detail, um, especially within the context of this movie being, you know, dolls and, and real women and the crossover and that, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Indigo Girls. Uh, closer to fine the second i heard the first lyric like s- lyrics of that singing every time it came up in the movie every single time i know all the words to that song um and uh the the lizzo music in the beginning um so good so good uh i want someone to just sing about what i do every day all day yeah mm-hmm and yeah. then just kind of cutting it and be like, hey, you good? Every time you like take a stumble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like someone's just watching me. No, I don't want yeah. that. No. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure that's what you really want? Uh, no. But yeah, it was great. This soundtrack was so good. Yeah. You know, one of the comments that I, I had made after walking out of the movie was I was like, they could not have casted a better person to play Alan than, <laughs> than Michael Sarah. I was like, he's like, I was like, this is like the embodiment of an Alan, mm-hmm. honestly. And and then my, my wife and I, we, like she was talking to some of her friends that had also seen the movie and they called me an Alan. And I was like, you Aww. know, I don't know how to think about like how, how I should, how I should take that. I'm like, I, I they're like no no it's like because Alan was like an ally he was there he, he supported all the stuff like he was all for it and everything and I was like okay I can see that but also it's it's Alan it's an Alan like no one remembers Alan I'm like I, I you know well, I, mean, I feel he, like this is like a backhanded comment a compliment right now that wasn't a compliment. No. <laughs> no, it was a compliment. I love Alan. Mm-hmm. So Alan is meant to be like, right? I mean, the joke is that he's invisible, right? Nobody knows who he is. Nobody remembers him. <clears throat> I don't even remember any of the Kens acknowledging him. Not really. And he's supposed no, to be, really. yeah, right? <clears throat> um, I mean, he's just, Ken's just best like, friend, but they didn't acknowledge him at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just as a side note, right? I think I think Michael Sarah is like is typecast as that, right? As, <laughs> mm-hmm. as that, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Ex- except in, um, I, 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 but I still remember him in Scott Pilgrim, where like he's not like a great character, but like he's he's no, he's, he's pretty he's, bad. He's, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim no, is no, not no. a cool guy. No. I know, but <laughs> he can kick ass, you know. And you're like, you're still like. 
that's a cool it's it's, it's I, I like the movie and he's got you know like he's i will give you that scott fighting, pilgrim is yeah, more yeah. ken than alan <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yeah 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 absolutely absolutely yeah no i i like hearing uh like trans masks people talk about alan and as sort of representative of the trans mask experience where it's like so so much of your identity is around conforming to and fitting into ken's clothes mm-hmm. um but then you know when it comes down to it recognizing that you have more solidarity with women specifically but people who are oppressed under patriarchy is like i he's like i gotta get out of here (laughs) um and so i i really like that and then you know with weird barbie sort of representing like the queer women experience where you have all of these similar experiences but you are still held on like the outside the edges of womanhood and i think that the the gender the gender stuff is really yummy, um, which is so I think it's so interesting because there's like very little like sexuality represented within this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but gender comes up a lot. And I think that is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The the Barbie world is so exaggerated, right? Both at the beginning when when it when it's Barbie land and when it's Kendom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's 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 two it's two complete extremes. And it's so, I don't know. I kept thinking from my perspective, it's like they just showed the the things that most embarrass me about other men. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like like 100%. right like coming coming from right coming from 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 uh, a male perspective, it's like uh I okay, so I so I saw the movie um at the Alamo and uh there's an Alamo right by which uh, also, like, Alamo's great, right? So, like, at the beginning, they had all these old videos and all this stuff. It was fantastic. Always go to an Alamo if you can. <laughs> but uh, this Alamo theater is by Wrigley Field, where the Cubs play. And I didn't know that there was a game at the same time <laughs> as the movie. So, when I left the movie, everybody had was leaving the game. And I walk out, and the theater's on a third floor. And I look out onto the street, and there's people walking around. And there's a bar right in front. And there's a guy in shorts with his shirt off and like a backwards hat and glasses on. And I was like, it's like this guy came out of the movie. <laughs> it was like he was just one of these douchebag Kens that just came out. He's and it was, ready to do beach. He mm-hmm. was just doing beach. He, that's that's all he was doing in, at the bar. Mm-hmm. It was so it was so funny. It's almost like they hired somebody. Like there were Barbies everywhere, and someone was like, "We need some Kens in here too," and and they they paid this guy. Um. But I, but I, uh, on on the gender stuff, and I mean, it can be, it can be also. It's just interesting that, so Barbies are the the whole world revolves around them, right? Barbie Land, and then Ken feels invisible, and then when he gets the chance to do it, to do like to to flip the table, he completely fits the table like exactly the same. Like he treats them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like they treated him? No. And I'm going to push no. back against Okay, against okay. This. Push back, push back. Do in, it, do it, do it, do it. In the beginning, Barbie Land, and this is true within the production of Barbie, Ken is an accessory. Yes, yes, yeah. So he does not have the fullness of personhood that Barbie is given, right? Yes. And so the Barbies do not mistreat the Kens. They don't give them a ton of attention and they don't center them in any way. They're mostly just ignored. Kens go do their own thing. Um, When they flip it, the Kens put the Barbies in positions of servitude. Yes. And dress them specific ways. This is an excellent point. So that switch is not is not a one for one. Uh, it is very much informed by the patriarchal world that Ken saw where women serve and dress the way that men tell them to. Um, so I do, I, I, no, that's good. That's good. I that's think, a good clarification. I think it, well, I think it's extra important to point out for us, but I do also think that I hope that lots of audience members did catch that because it would be so easy to just be like, well, yeah, Barbies did it first and then the Kens just copied them. But that that violence and 
enforcing servitude and all of those aspects, that is more correlated to our real life world and less so the fantastical version of Barbie where the Barbies all have these amazing jobs and do whatever they want and the Kens hang out and do beach. Um, not so, saying that there aren't women who do beach in the real world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that obviously also exists. But you know, um, it, it is very much like... I, I, And I think that that's been some of the pushback from people is like in the way that it resolves the like solution to Ken's patriarchy is to give him attention and to tell him like, oh, you are important and you do matter and I'm sorry I didn't make you feel that way before, which some people are pushing back against because it's like that sort of feels like, oh, well, the reason like in the real world we have patriarchy is because we don't we don't tell men that we appreciate them enough. And it's like, ooh, I hope that that is not the takeaway. Um, yeah. Like it, they're not like intentionally, right? It's like they just activated, they turned on patriarchy and immediately the Barbies became subservient, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like it, just like in the opposite way the 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 kens were just accessories um but once they active because i guess it was just barbie land right it wasn't it wasn't representing yeah. anything in particular and once patriarchy came in they defaulted into and i think that servitude. that that is such a good opening conversation of the way that we socialize little boys within mm -hmm. the patriarchy and the ways is like yeah. it's most men who will absolutely utilize the patriarchy to their own benefit aren't like rationalizing it in that way they're doing like that is what was taught to me they're that is what i saw what and see. so i'm mm -hmm. they're doing what they see and uh, so are the women so though, are the women right? yes. mm -hmm. like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah yeah yes and so having that i you know it, it could have gone harder but i think within the context of the barbie movie i think that that was a good way of showcasing both like the way that patriarchy gets passed between men isn't necessarily this nefarious like secret cult of like we're now initiating you into the woman haters club is like no it's like yeah. no you see a guy do a thing and you're like that worked for him i'm gonna try it and then it's like ooh, all society keeps supporting that pattern yep. um yeah I think that leans into the if she can see it, she can be it kind of thing, right? Or she can, like, the Kens didn't see patriarchy, and then they this Ken saw patriarchy and was like, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. I want that. Um, well, and I think it's also really important that, like, Ken explicitly says, he's like, once I realized it wasn't about horses, I lost interest. And I think that that is also, like, <laughs> reflective of a lot of real men's experiences where they're all like, I thought, like, the patriarchy meant I was I was personally going to get a bunch of power and it doesn't really shake out that way. And they're like, yeah, honestly, it kind of sucks. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I thought I was going to get more horses. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, when when I think about like the the when you guys brought up the idea of like the switch between like how how it is in the beginning of the movie with Barbie Land, and then it switches to Kendom. Part of me was like, it viewed Kendom as like the patriarchy, like at its core. So like you know, like when when Ken's like talking to all the the men in the real world, they're like, no, 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 it's still around. Like we're still very much like this is how we want to do things. We're just sneakier about it. And so I feel like with Ken, he's like, how about let's just not make it sneaky and just like it really just threw like the the blunt truth of patriarchy <laughs> mm -hmm. in your face. It like it's like shoved it down your gullet. It was like, here, you want patriarchy? This is what it will look like. Like this is essentially what it looks like in its most exaggerated form, but also in its purest form, I think. I do. I do like the the joke of once Ken has become indoctrinated by the patriarchy he goes to get jobs and he goes to all these jobs where he's completely <laughs> unqualified and is just like yeah no. i can get this job easy and i was like <laughs> that's not how it works dude <laughs> that's so funny uh that sometimes is how it works um <laughs> oh man yeah yeah because you need a phd like, you need experience it's like and he's like i, I need a click <laughs> he's <pen>. like <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like no but like we we have to like say these things because it's just you know it, it's to cover our bases and make sure that like people aren't just thinking it's it's like a patriarchal thing even though in reality they're like no like if you, we would probably give you this job if you, 
we wanted to. It's just that we have to like go through these things because we have to make it seem like the patriarchy isn't around as prevalent as it used to be. And so I don't know. I just thought like that was like an interesting thing of like, it's like, here you go. You want patriarchy. Here it is. And then just kind of like having to experience like the huge, like, like the complete, like, I don't want to say 180 because it's not a 180. It's more like a 270. (laughs) Barbie land is like a, like an amplifier or something like that. Right. It's like it introduced patriarchy and boom, that's what you got. You could do a sequel where you introduced some other system. Oligarchy. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You could, you could, you could install some other system, right. And it would just go to its extreme. Um, which is, which is like that's what Barbie Land, in a, in a, in a way, is. If you take, I mean, you know, if you take that concept to its extreme as well, that any 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 new ideas that you introduce to it would be could potentially take over mm-hmm. if the if the Barbies. Why did the Barbie? Do we know? We don't get to see. Actually, clarify this for me. How does Barbie Land turn into Kendom. Like, how do all the Barbies just suddenly get brainwashed? So I think the way they interpreted, like how they how they explained it, was that the barrier between Barbie Land and the real world was it was disintegrating basically. Okay. So because of that, the influences of Barbie Land and the influences of the real world they were inter like they were intermingling with each other. So if he brings over a real world concept, it's now manifesting itself in this in this way. So if he comes in and proclaims this, and it's like a because of that influence, like the it's almost like a magic thing. I think where it's like, oh, we're bringing because like once he made the Mikasa Dojo, whatever Mojo Dojo Casa House. There you go. <laughs> then all of a sudden they're like, "Yo, these Mojo Dojo Casa houses are flying off the shelves because got it." Mm-hmm. The were, real world influenced, yeah. the The real world influenced Barbie Land to create Kendom, and then Kendom by that because of that influenced the real world by creating its own line of things. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it was like so a magic thing. Other. The same way that like the deprogramming was literally her going off on this like monologue and this rant, and all of a sudden they snap out of it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm only somewhat satisfied. Well, I mean, what the, the what you're talking <laughs> magic, about is it. like what they tried to explain with that that line about the smallpox. That w- that was what they were trying to cover. That sort of mm-hmm. plot hole. Got like, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I th- they had no resistance. Like they've yeah. been brainwashed and I I like it better that it feeds back in. Like you're saying, Mark, I think they should have leaned harder on that. But the idea of that the Barbies in Barbie land are Barbies who are being played with by little girls in the real world. And so if mm-hmm. the, if people want and these so Mojo Dojo people, Casa houses. If people buy, you know, it's the the hot new ticket and a uh, hundred little girls all just got the Mojo Dojo Casa house as their birthday gift. Then they're going to they're gonna, then they're gonna play be with, with their it. kins, right? And yeah, it's a new toy. So you play with it because it's new. I think that would have been a, all this a makes sense. better all way this to, makes sense. to mm-hmm. yeah. rationalize you know, that change. But I kind of like to think of it as like there's a boy out there playing with a Ken doll and just decided, you know what? And he like kicks his little sister out and just takes all her Barbie stuff <laughs> yeah. and creates Kendom. And he's like, this is my Moto Dojo that would to- That would, to- like they could have just done a jump cut to that and it would have mm-hmm. been the perfect explanation. Um, yeah, I did. I did really love the detail of like the reason that Barbie was like pretty apathetic and uninterested in ken is because the america ferrera's uh, gloria gloria's mm-hmm. gloria didn't have a ken and mm-hmm. so her barbie never played with ken yeah. um i think i think that that's such a, a perfect detail i do lo- 
off of that, I do love that there are both uh, lesbian readings of Barbie and asexual readings of Barbie with with her uninterest in Ken, disinterest mm-hmm. in Ken. Um, I think that that's really cool, interesting stuff. I love the idea of of uh, asexual Barbie. I don't know why that that really does something for me. I'm like, hell yeah, I Cause, love that. Because Barbie is a toy that gets sexualized a lot, <laughs> a lot. Is it's just like I That's don't have no. genitals. No genitals. <laughs> I have all the genitals. Uh, <laughs> that line made me. That line made me laugh really loud. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I do. I think that also feeds back into the the pre and post patriarchy moment in Barbie Land of having um, Barbies. The Barbies have girls' night, right? Mm-hmm. And they spend time with each other and Barbie excludes Ken. And that's part of why he's so hurt is that he gets excluded in this way. But why don't the Kens have boys night? Mm-hmm. They do. I love, well, and I, then no, no, I when like, it flips, right? When it's the Kendom and they're in charge, they still don't have boys nights. And I think that that is such an interesting mm. discussion about the way that masculinity treats friendships between boys and Mm -hmm. uh that barbie was feeling fulfilled with her community of other barbies she got what she needed from that but ken was not getting that from the other kens and so he lashed out and tried to change it and they still weren't showing up for each other in that way and the barbies defeated them by foisting that aggression towards each other and i love the idea of like the the solidarity between the the Barbies and Alan is what the the Kens were missing. They didn't have that solidarity with each other. They didn't have that shared emotional connection the same way that Barbies do, the same way that women often do. I think that's yummy. That's yummy discussion yeah. stuff. Yeah, the closest yep. they got to a boys' night was when they were all singing the Matchbox 20 songs on <laughs> right? the guitar to their to their Barbies. But they needed the Barbies there. Yep. Like, that's they not even they don't close to that's, the, that's why I said it's the closest they get yeah. and the it's the closest not. they got. Yeah. So so there's that there's that part where someone says, like, where's like there Barbie has a dream house. Where does where's Ken's house? It's like, huh. I don't know. Does Ken even have a house? It's interesting because Nina and I watch a lot of HGTV and they did the Barbie Dream House competition where they mm-hmm. had everyone come in. It was really cool. They each got a room and then there was a randomizer for the decade of Barbie that they were doing. And they kept making this big deal that one of the rooms in the house was for the first time Ken was getting a Ken's Den in the Barbie Dream House. Um, it was a cool concept. Um but yeah, Ken doesn't have a house. Ken, Ken's, he's in, he's Ken's the accessory, den right? Like, is like, so fun. I don't Ken's ever want to hear the phrase "man cave" ever again. Ken, it should Ken's always den. be Ken's den. Ken's. That's perfect. <laughs> Actually, I think after the movie oh, came was the out, Ken den saloon, right? Is that what it, what it Ken, said on the maybe. door? Maybe. Um, after the movie came out, they should like recut the show to make it the Mojo Dojo Casa House in that room it's, it's, but <laughs> ken's den for the first time he gets his own room in barbie's house it's yeah i mean what else like he he very explicitly was like can i stay over like can we be go- boyfriend and girlfriend right and like just said, this, nope. just mm-hmm. straight up and she's like like link said like she doesn't need that shit she's good She's just living her best life. Yeah. Her perfect life. It's it's weird. I don't know exactly. It's hard to empathize with the character of Ken when he's set up as the accessory, as like he's he's uh-huh. the, mm-hmm. right, right? Keep, uh-huh. going. Keep going. Follow uh-huh. the no, thought. No, 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 you go. You go. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Follow you the keep thought. Following the thought. <laughs> you got this. I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm done. It's hard to empathize with characters that are incredibly flat and <laughs> exist solely to support the main character. Yes. Now, if we follow that do 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 little dotted line back to 
cinema and movie making as a whole, which Greta Gerwig loves to do. Mm -hmm. That is a reflection of the way a hundred years of movies have treated women characters. And the, the idea of like, well, there's there's the a woman shades. like, what do you, why are you like mad? There's a woman character in the movie. It's like you made her so flat and so only existing to support this one character. Like, how am I supposed to empathize or connect with that? It's like, ooh, yep, ugh. yep, mm-hmm. nope, yeah. that's it. It's like they're like, well, they're in the movie. Like they have their they have screen time and stuff. It's like, yeah, but there's also no personality there they're literally just a a part of the background almost an accessory well and the interesting thing is that this this can his job is beach right he he doesn't really have anything to do but also this barbie is like the stereotypical barbie the standard barbie she has no job she does she does nothing and she has more personality than he does yep (laughs) yeah well, I mean, she has character development. Well, but also her and, her purpose. Is, so I, does Ken. Yeah, Ken has. Does the, he though? He's not given. That's, that's he is not was... given the same level of character growth and everything. But he does. You know, he has his big song. Like that is very much a character <laughs> growth moment for him, both like yeah. within the context of the movie and also within context of movies that you have a big song number when a character is going through a growth moment. Um, yeah. But I, I do like legitimately think it is impressive to get that level of flatness in the, especially in the early Ken, because Ryan Gosling is so compelling as an actor. Like when he's on screen, like people are like, what's, what's Ryan Gosling doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do think that he did a fantastic job in this role. But I, yeah, I, I totally, it's very intentional that the way Ken is treated is very reflective of the way that so many female characters got treated in movies, you know, especially in the you know 60s and 70s, but like the whole time. Um, yeah then then no no, that that makes sense right because because at the end i was like i i feel like you want me to care about this character but i can't Mm -hmm. because he has been so intentionally i mean aggressively flat Mm -hmm. right not even just like invisibly flat but just like aggressively flat so okay mission accomplished well done (laughs) it's good stuff it's good stuff there's lots of really cool movie easter eggs i mean the 2001 space odyssey opening was <laughs> glorious <laughs> that was amazing mm-hmm. that was amazing mm-hmm. um but yeah there's lots of there's lots of little movie easter eggs in there that i think are really fun yep i gotta yep. say though i think my favorite moment is when barbie has flat feet and she goes and talks to weird barbie as the like <laughs> <laughs> the, the soothsayer the wise man to help you begin your quest and she holds out the heel or the Birkenstock and, and Barbie's like heels yep. <laughs> weird Barbie's like there's it's not actually a choice like you have you have to pick this one I love that just from like a storytelling joke right mm-hmm. yeah yep. it's like yep. you can't you can't you have you have to choose to continue the story yeah <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What were some of your guys' favorite parts? Favorite joke? One-liners? That's a good question. I was not prepared to answer this. Okay, I'll give another one. When um, <laughs> when Barbie goes back to the the uh, dojo casa house, uh, and and she agrees to what Ken is asking, and he goes back inside the behind the saloon door and he, he just goes sublime <laughs> i uh, th- i teared up a little at that from laughter it was so funny <laughs> truly the per- like the perfect delivery but then off screen is like so funny to me um i think really just anything um with Simu Liu in it like his his iteration of Ken was just 
really and just funny. him as a yeah it was so funny and just like just the cockiness that radiated from it like you could totally tell like he gave it his all like he was a hundred percent in this i loved to and he was so him. for it i love he's got, he's got big energy yeah he's got big that big energy, energy. <laughs> and it was perfect and i loved it i loved it so much yeah the um the the i'll i'll, <laughs> I'll beat you off how are you gonna beach <laughs> off one guy or two guys? We can't even beach off one guy. Uh, that one, that was that was a good fun. That was a good joke. It was a real good joke. Um, side story: I went and saw this in movie theaters. It's my first time going back to the movie theaters since COVID started. It's very exciting. Whoa. I went and saw Barbie, and then I went and saw Across the Spider Verse, which was fantastic. But um, great double feature. But that joke specifically, the beach off, and then in. Spider-Verse has the, uh, the stop talking about your holes. You're making everybody uncomfortable. It's like those those two jokes are like so perfect. They just go together. They're beautiful. They made me laugh so hard. Fantastic. Oh. Yeah, I, I think I think my favorite stuff is like the, the, the Mojo Dojo Casa House and stuff, right? It's like, hey, man, you get to name stuff for the first time. What would you name them? It's like, uh, I think this would be really cool. I'm going to call it this. The Kendom, the, those things I thought were, were really were funny. funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of my favorite parts of the movie were seeing the different Barbies and Kens that were like historical kind of left out. Yeah. Um, I was mad that they did not have more Skipper. Um, but I am yeah. so glad that they included Cochrane Ken Midge. in in oh, in the movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I he, mean, we could we could have avoided Midge. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, they spent I, a lot of time on Midge. I embarrassed they did spend my, a lot of time on Midge. I embarrassed my friend uh, by hooting and hollering uh, when they showed wheelchair Barbie because I thought that that was really that cool. Was cool. And then uh, they also had. Um, prosthetic arm barbie and i got really excited about it. i didn't hoot and holler for that one because she was in the background but wheelchair barbie got like a front and center moment i was like whoa and he's like shut up you're embarrassing me <laughs> one thing that i honestly haven't seen a lot of talk about it other than a couple articles with some horrible comments is that one of the actresses that played uh barbie is one of the barbies is trans um and dr. that was barbie. A, yeah dr barbie is trans um which was really cool yeah, um, I, lo- I love seeing Dr. Barbie. This movie was great. So many good things. Gorgeous, gorgeous costume design, uh-huh. set design, fantastic. So like so much of this movie was practical effects, which I think yeah. makes it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. supreme. Sublime. Sublime. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just just a visual treat. Um, specifically the scenes where they're going from Barbie land into the real world and they're on all of the different uh, types of automobile, uh, which one very funny joke, but all of that was like, almost all of that was practical effects. So they like set up the layered scenes in the back and then had the running them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Parallax effect is what that's called. But I just, it looks so good. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the, the payoff joke of the, the tandem bike and then mm-hmm. the three person bike and then the like eleven person bike for the <laughs> the Mattel people. That was that was a good good joke payoff. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. There was there was one thing at the end that I'll just I'll just end with this that went after like during the credits they were showing different Barbies that were kind of weird. And then they showed a totally yo yo Barbie. Mm-hmm. And and she's black. And it says like I really yo yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, are they are they continuing to call out like how messed up some of the things were like all the way up until the end? Was Mattel okay with this? <laughs> like there were so many things where I was like, does Mattel know that we're that they're getting called out in the movie? I think I think Mattel in was in on it, and that's mm-hmm. why they yeah. really didn't push on the consumerism aspects. Yeah, very Got much it, at yeah. all. It's like you deal. can you can <laughs> dunk on us, but like we're not we're not gonna talk about the consumerism side. Yeah. 
We're here to sell dolls. <laughs> we're here like, to listen, sell some weird can, Barbies. Um, we're here to sell weird Barbie. I just checked, and apparently they are not selling a Mojo Dojo Casa House. Probably haven't made it yet. <laughs> they will probably it. be they here by, no, by probably they time. were like, we are going to make it. And then they were like, oh, no, just like Alan and Midge, nobody is going to buy this. <laughs> I think I know some people that would buy it. Josue <laughs> <laughs> would buy it. I would not buy it. They could have made it, it a Comic-Con exclusive. People would have bought it. <laughs> Get a mojo I would have bought house. it had it been a Comic-Con exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Just put your uh, your Gundams in there. Yeah. All right. Any closing thoughts? Uh, my, my final closing thought is the same one that they ended on in the movie. It was comedy perfection to end mm-hmm, with the last mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. that Barbie does is sets up mm-hmm. a, a gynecology Agreed. appointment. Yeah. I thought that was so Agreed. fucking funny. That's exactly what I said. I was like, that was the perfect joke the to end on. Welcome like, to yeah. womanhood. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. yep. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. Also the Duolingo joke I thought was hilarious too. Um, I thought that was great. Nina, Nina laughed at me because I did my Hebrew lesson before the movie started (laughs) yeah it's you you're that husband how does that feel Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah any other closing thoughts no i like the ruminating death barbie idea yeah yeah that's that's some real that's some real stuff right there I look forward to the Memento Mori Barbie coming soon. 2024 Um, comes with coffin and urn. Um, (laughs) And existential dread. The question is, is Barbie's coffin pink? Yes. Yes, of course it is. Yeah. Okay. Unanimous. Yep. (laughs) All right, Mark, take us home. Oh no! Oh no! Jeez! Oh no! Uh, I'm put on the spot. Um, thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in to this uh, week's episode of GT Radio. For uh, all you, if you guys want to be included into the conversation, um, links to all of the stuff is in the show notes, and uh, all the community spaces are there as well. You can join in, have wonderful conversations about all sorts of other topics as well. Uh, remember to geek out and do good and we'll be back next week Mm, bye Barbie bye Barbie bye Barbie Barbie. Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture to learn more about our mission and become a supporter visit geektherapy.org